0: This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Pohlmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What's going on, Kyle. Well, we are out of the book review this week and we're going to be talking about something a little different. Yeah, it's something that uh I myself have run into um talking with some people. Made a Facebook post about it a couple weeks ago, and I just want to share more information about it and, you know, try to provide some clarity, I guess, to to the listeners. So, yeah the the thing is that people are are trying to liken what IBC is to other types of insurance um and and wait Kyle and I want to make that line very clear in this podcast that even though it may seem similar uh there 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 really isn't that much similarity between it no and like it's the one insurance that um you can't get enough of mhm and not everybody can get it you know it's like you have to you have to qualify you have to be healthy enough to to get it you're limited in how much you can have that's probably a pretty good indicator that you want to get as much of it as you possibly can yeah if they're limiting the amount of it you can have that's a that's a good indicator that you can't get enough of it yeah um but to back up let's let me draw out what we're talking about here exactly. Okay, um, I've I've been talking with some people, um, and you know, they liken this to maybe a return of premium contract, um, life insurance policy, where they pay into the policy for X amount of years, let's say thirty years, and at the end of those thirty years, they get their premium back, but no coverage. No more coverage after the thirty years. Yep. Yep. So really, what they're doing is they're just charging you a little more for that term insurance, and then giving it back to you to make you feel better about it. Yeah, it, it's it's another marketing incentive, I'd say, is why the the product was created. I don't know that for a fact, but that's appealing to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what are people giving up in that instance, Kyle? They're they're giving up access to that money. For 30 years in this case. Yeah, think, think of how much, just getting that same amount of money that you put in 30 years prior, think how much is lost to inflation. In absolutely. Think what a pickup cost 30 years ago. And, and not having control over that money. I mean, th- the just, biggest. Be, just because it's yours in 20 years from now, if you're still alive, that doesn't mean you get any access whatsoever to it right now. That is absolutely the biggest cost is losing control of that. It's something you can't see but what could you have done with that? Yeah, and, and so what is the similarity here between these? Protection. You pay premium and you get protection. But aside from that, there, there isn't really a lot of similarities between a return of premium contract. And, and you know these come in the form of term life insurance. You can get return of premium contracts. Um, there's dismemberment contracts. Um, I know when I had a job a couple years ago, a guy stopped out on the farm And, you know, basically if I paid premium for X amount of years, I would be covered if, if I lost a finger, if I lost an arm, um, if I lost a leg, they would pay me so much for that. Um, basically if I, um, had a claim on the contract, I wouldn't get return of premium, but if I did not have a claim on the contract, I would get return of premium in for instance, 20 years. Um, there's cancer policies like this, uh, don't you have something similar to that Kyle? Yeah, through Washington National. Mhm. Okay. So th- those are a few examples of, of stuff like this. Um and, and I know I've talked to other people that have um these dismemberment or cancer policies. Sometimes they're even bundled together. Um okay. So yes, while while they do provide protection just like whole life insurance does, you have to realize that th- that, that is the where the similarities between these products it ends. Okay. You don't have control of, of capital. There is no cash surrender value. That's going to be associated with those contracts that you can use. um While the contract is in force. Okay. We're also not disparaging these either. I mean, they're, they're tools like everything else. Absolutely. And, and, and the point of this podcast is really just to draw a distinction so people can understand that there is a difference here and in a very, one that you should be very aware of. Um, So, you know, Kyle and I were teaching people to use this as a financing vehicle. Okay. If you don't have access to capital, you cannot use a contract as a financing vehicle. Yeah. We just really want to get through to people that we know that everybody's paying a lot in insurance premium. You can pay so much in insurance premium you over insure yourself. And, we just see that as just a cost. And when then we hear, oh, this is this life insurance thing, well, there's just another cost. There's another premium to pay. We're just seeing it as a cost. We're not seeing it as that financing tool that will help us purchase other things and that is an asset to us. So we just, we want to get that through to people. that Hey, this is just not another premium. Really, we're just moving money to a more efficient place. Absolutely. And you know, of course along with that people have trouble seeing the benefit of of what this contract offers because it just gets stuck in with the with other insurance premiums that they're used to paying auto insurance term life insurance health insurance home insurance i mean uh, umbrella coverage i mean the list just goes on and on and on and on and and of course we can we can get drawn into this trap of thinking like well that's just another cost something that i don't need right but we fail to see the benefit that is providing is massive with with life insurance permanent life insurance and and that's what what Kyle and I w- want to help you guys understand is you need to see this in a different light than what you see other insurance premium dollars as yeah you really you have to rethink your thinking here on on this it's just and unlearn what you've learned one of nelson's Five rules rethink your thinking yes it it's not you know this isn't common um for people to think this way um it's just not what we're taught, but you know it, it doesn't really matter what we're taught, it's what's right in the world, you know what you should be doing, yeah, and you can't rely on everybody that you or somebody that you know or some financial talking head that you bring it up, oh, that's a crap idea, whole life is junk, like you gotta take a step back. And dig in for yourself. I mean, don't just take our word for it either. I mean, look look up what we're saying and see if and see if it's right for you. This this can work for anybody, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, well said. And you know, there are other infinite banking uh, podcasts out there where people have had a business for um, you know as long as fifteen, sixteen years. You know, they some of those people are bringing on clients that have been doing this. And, you know, those are, you know, for people that are having trouble like seeing this, those can be great things. Um, you know, not only to like see, oh, there is other people doing this, but just for like reassurance, like, you know, this, this isn't, um, this isn't too good to be true, so to speak. Yeah. The numbers were shown and talked about aren't fake and are inflated or exaggerated. Right. Like, yeah, this, this is a plan that, that takes time to materialize, but it absolutely works. And there is absolutely, there is a huge growing number of people that are doing this actually. Yeah, there's never been more podcasts or YouTube channels or just conversation about this ever. Information is all over the place, really, if you're looking for it. Which is good and bad, but because, I mean, there you can be misled also. That's why we say it is very important that you do your own research don't just listen to one person about it. Do some digging. You can Google infinite banking on um on your web browser and you can see anywhere from people saying that it is complete magic, you know, overselling to where oh this is complete garbage, it's a scam, stay away. And I would encourage you to read both sides. Don't just read one side or the other. Read both sides. And that's where, you know, you have to really by reading both sides, you can start to get a sense of what's true and what isn't. Who is overselling this? Who is lying and saying, you know, things that aren't true about this? But you you can't know that until you educate yourself. This podcast is just one tool to help you in that path. Yeah, and go, go watch Dave Ramsey's new uh, YouTube video where he, it's, I think it's Infinite Banking is a Scam or something like that. It's pretty new, watch it and then ask us ask us some questions that you get from it. He gets a lot wrong on that. I mean it's it's crazy how much bs is spout out of out of these people's mouths, and Dave Ramsey is no idiot no and and we're not trying to say that, but you just hear the things that these people talk about and you know a lot of it sounds good, it sounds true, a lot of it is true. so then you just take something that you don't know about and you just take their word for it that they're right. Yeah. And and that's a that's a big problem because then all of a sudden they've led you down to a conclusion that isn't true and has no it has no basis actually, but because of the what's the word I'm looking for here Kyle, you know the trust or mm-hmm. whatever that people have in their opinions, it it leads us down roads that that aren't true. Yeah, and kind of getting back to the main subject here what other type of insurance is out there that people who have been using whole life insurance for years that they can no longer, insh- like they have reached their insurance maximums so they're looking for other people to insure. They're trying to find more ways to get more insurance. I can't think of any. No. And, and another common theme that you'll hear people say, um, there's a couple podcasts that I, I really enjoy listening to. And one of them they they talk about how they have clients coming to them that aren't their original clients, but they're people in their 50s and 60s. And these people are telling them like, you know, of everything that I did, I didn't pay enough money into life insurance premiums. You know, like if they could go back, that is the something that they would do is pay more money into life insurance premiums. Well, it also comes back to it being an and asset too. If you put all your money in the stocks or bonds or whatever... It's like okay you you do have the chance of getting a decent return. But if you put it all into life insurance first, then you have that asset establishing and working for you. Then you can also use that cash value that policy loan to access that cash value to then do other things. So yeah, whether that is the stock market or whether it's buying land or real uh you know like uh homes, uh apartments. Yeah, I would I would like you to try to find something that allows you to do two things with at once that is as efficient as this. Right. Create two assets instead of one. Yeah. And have the protection that goes along with it. Yeah. I mean, you can get life. I think life insurance is important. I think it is overlooked because the only thing that we know that's going to happen is we're going to die. We don't know if we're ever going to get in a car wreck. We don't even know if we're going to have a house fire flood. We don't know that, but we know we're going to die. We just don't know when. So life insurance is important to protect your family so they don't have to be on GoFundMe. That's huge. So you can kill that bird. Then you need a place to build capital because you need capital in your life to do anything. So you can kill that bird too. And this is a much more, getting back to the original point here, this is a much better way to do it than a return of premium contract is. Okay, you want to have access to the money all along the way. You want to have protection and you want to have growth of that money, you don't want to be getting back the same amount of dollars that you put into a contract 30 years from now, okay? You do not want that. That is, even though it seems like you're getting the same amount of money back that you put in, so, always oh, it's a wash, you are putting in stronger dollars all along the way than what you received back because yeah. of inflation. Yeah, and you're putting it into something that has like a 1% chance of ever paying out. With whole life, you keep that up, you know it's going to pay out. Absolutely. It, and, and that's why, you know, at the beginning we said like you can't own enough of this permanent life insurance. You just, it's the one thing you're limited in. And, you know, I don't want people to confuse that with other things because they're drastically different in, in, in what they provide you. There's, they say there's no such thing as too much money. Well, there's no such thing as having too much cash value in a life insurance policy. Yeah, having too much access to cash value. Have you ever heard somebody say, gosh, I have too much money when they get older? No. I have too much money saved. The problem usually is they haven't saved enough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this contract, this is just another way to enhance that. Or they're saving it, saving money in things that depreciate or don't grow. I mean, you have to be conscious. That's, That's why, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, he says savers are losers and i you got to save some money to start somewhere but if you're just saving money in savings accounts or something that does not grow i mean you're you're losing money every year because of inflation yeah because of inflation or because you're putting it into some sort of depreciating asset yes there's a lot of that going on so it's it's important to be cognizant of that yep and i think that you know if if people can really wrap their mind around that they can say wow you know like I am I am paying a lot of premiums into health insurance, auto insurance, term insurance, and other things like that, but you can start to realize wow this is this is much much different than that, and along those lines too um the the dollars that you're paying into this, you can access them later in life when you need cash flow as well if you stop working. Another fantastic benefit of this in a tax advantaged way yes. Absolutely. So many, many differences between this type of insurance and the other types of insurance we mentioned. And and I'm sure there's others that we didn't mention. That Very, very little comparison between them. Right. Most, most all insurance provides protection of some kind, whether that's income protection, um, with like an annuity product or whether it's, um, health insurance protection, um, auto insurance protection. Okay. But this this permanent life insurance functions differently than all that in the in the way that it it provides more than just protection to you. Absolutely. So I don't know. I think that we've talked about that a lot, Kyle. And uh, we might start repeating ourselves if we go on any longer. What do you think? Yep. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in again this week, and we will see you next week. Sounds good. See you guys. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.